This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to NBA as promised, and let's start our handicapping in Cleveland. We've got the Magic squaring off with the Cavs. We've got the Cavs uh, minus six and a half favorites, total of 215 and a half. And I think, feel like this one is a case where maybe the number is the deciding factor because Cleveland's been really good at home this year and they've been on a stretch uh, where they've won a lot of games, nine and one entering the all-star break, uh, one of the hottest teams in the Eastern conference. Uh, But this line started at seven and a half and now it's down to six and a half. So clearly some money flowing in on the Orlando magic. So Kate, I'm kind of torn on this one. I kind of side towards the Cavs, but God, the, the, Magic have been good at covering numbers. They're 36 and 19 ATS this year. Do you have some clarity for me? Um, I really don't on this one, Chelsea. I, I initially leaned towards the Magic when it was at seven and a half. I think six and a half now getting to that number. And if it drops even more, I think the Cavs are the right side. But maybe you look at a total here um, because Cavs are so good on the defensive end. And the Magic mm-hmm. have some size to kind of slow them down a little bit. Franz Wagner, um, he can match up well with the bigs for the Cavs. Paolo Bancaro is a very, very physical uh, player. And both of these teams are on the slow end in terms of pace so I think this is a game where I'll either sit out in terms of betting or look towards um oh matches put in this uh this line dropped because Donovan Mitchell is being listed as questionable if Mitchell's not in this game I'm not playing the Cavs and I'm probably going to stay off this one entirely but I do think the under is also a a decent lean in this game yeah, Donovan Mitchell listed uh, questionable with a sickness, so maybe he does not play in this game. That definitely raises an eyebrow if you're on the Cavs, but I was thinking about playing the under, but the number itself makes me nervous. Anything in, like, the teens, like this one's, what, 215 and a half? That makes me a little nervous because both these teams kind of lend themselves to that style of basketball. We know Orlando stays in games because of their defense. It's certainly not because of their offense. Uh, a team that I think is like one of the the least three-pointers made per game, like teams in the NBA. And then you look at Cleveland, who, again, their bread and butter is defense as well. So uh, I would lean towards the under, but 216, 215 and a half makes me a tick nervous. So maybe not playing one there. Let's go on to Philly, Sixers and Knicks squaring off. Philly one and a half point favorites. Total 226 and a half. We know the Knicks are without Julius Randle. The, the I almost said the Phillies, <laughs> the Sixers without Joel Embiid. So I'm wondering if those cancel each other out. Probably not. I think I'd still like kind of lean towards the Knicks here. Did this surprise you that Philly was favored here? 
It did a little bit. So I'm playing the Knicks tonight. Um, I like them on the money line here. I mean, it's a short number, but you might as well um, get the better price on the money line at minus 105. The Knicks, I mean, they were really struggling going into the All-Star break. They needed that time off just to kind of regroup, get healthy a little bit. OG Ananobi still isn't back, and that's a big piece in this one too. Um, Mm -hmm. But you do get Dante DiVincenzo back. He missed a game prior to the break. You get um, Isaiah Hartenstein back, which is huge because without Joel and beat in this game I think Hartenstein has the edge over Paul Reed um in the front Mm -hmm. court you also get who's the other oh oh, Boan Bogdanovich so he he missed a game uh prior to the break but he's coming over from Detroit so this break also gave you know the Knicks a little bit of time to integrate him into that offense a little bit better get a few practices in um in which he can kind of start to feel more comfortable in this offense and Tom Thibodeau is a coach that is going to have his players ready post all-star break. Like he is not going to be pleased if his team comes out and looks flat or doesn't defend. So I think the Knicks are the right side tonight. I'll be taking them on the money line. I also love Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists in this game. Uh, he's sitting right around the six and a half, seven mark for most games, but he's been down the last couple. And that's because Bogdanovich, uh, Hartenstein, DiVincenzo, there's been a mix of those three that are out, have been out for the last couple of games. And, you know, when you have some scorers out, it's harder to, you know, have assist more them in scoring. <laughs> assist them in scoring. That would be, yes, the correct term. And because then Brunson's asked to do more scoring himself to make up for that. Mm-hmm. So he's not facilitating as much. So a little SGP here for me, Nick's money line and Brunson over six and a half assists. Ooh, might have to tell you on that one. Nothing like a little SGP action to get you interested in the NBA. Neither of these teams have been great at covering, I should note. Going into the break in New York, 0-6 against the spread in their last six. And Philly, 4-10 and ATS in their last 14 games. So I would lean towards the Knicks, but it's not my favorite play with all of the injury concerns on both sides uh let's go to a good one suns and mavs we've got dallas laying two and a half total of 245 and a half i was looking at some of the early numbers for this game and it looks like everybody and their mom is on the suns here uh kate are you with the public here or you have a, a different angle that you're looking at I think this one could go either way. So I'm not going to play a side in this one. I mean, you can make a great case for the Suns. You can make a great case for the Mavs. What I think will happen here is this will be a little bit lower scoring. And I know earlier in the show, I talked about some higher scoring games coming out of the break. I don't think this is going to be one of them because the Mavs just added um, a lot to their roster at the trade deadline. Daniel Gafford, a much better defender. Uh, you have PJ Washington, Derek Lively, the third, he's finally back and healthy when he's on the floor. Uh, the Mavs defense is significantly better. So 245 and a half is a little too rich for me. I would look towards the under here, especially because Bradley Beal is questionable for tonight. If he doesn't go, uh, your scoring for Phoenix lands solely on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, maybe a little Grayson Allen, but I don't think they're going to have enough to get over uh, this 245 and a half mark. If the Mavs play the defense that I expect them to be playing with this uh, new roster. It's wild to me that the Mavs have three players listed on the injury report with a nose injury. Like what the hell happened to all their noses? Yeah. Either this is a typo. Cause I know Luka Doncic for sure is listed uh, as probable with a nose injury, but also they have Derek uh, Lively the second and Maxi Kleber. Like maybe this is a misprint, but 
I just had to laugh. I was like, good gosh, were they all in a fight? They all have broken noses. How do they all have broken noses? They all need to go on botched, you know, get their noses fixed. Yeah, get a nice little nose. I don't know what happened. I'm going to have to Google that during the break, even though the funniest thing I think I saw on the the bottom line last night is while I was watching College Hoops is there was like a game between two schools in like College Hoops where eight players were suspended one of the teams was a Christian school. It was incarnate <laughs> word. And I'm like, oh no, are they going to be suspended by the school for this fight? So I don't know what's going on with the Mavs. I've got to look that up because that is absolutely wild. Three players with broken noses. Come on, guys. Maybe wear a helmet or a mask. We, we got to get them all masks. The Mavs need to wear some masks. One thing I will <laughs> be looking forward to is this Clippers and Thunders, uh, Thunder matchup, I should say. Thunder, already plural. Uh, Oklahoma City, two and a half point favorites here and a total of 236 and a half. So I was looking at this one and I was thinking, man, the Clippers have been so good in this recent stretch. They're coming off a break and they're getting two and a half points. But also, I'll say this, the Clippers have not been good as underdogs this year. So maybe a tiny red flag there. And sometimes when I see stars like, I don't know, James Harden, these are the type of players that I kind of question. Uh, their motivation coming out of the break. Feels like he's one that may be a little sluggish coming out of the break. I could be <laughs> wrong here. Uh, but as I mentioned, the Clippers as underdogs this year, just two and eight. Kate, do you have a better read here other than this just being a good game to watch? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I certainly agree with you. James Harden might be a little sluggish. I'm sure he was hitting the clubs pretty hard in the all-star break. Um, but I do lean towards the Clippers in this one, grabbing the points with them. Um, this is the final game of this series. It's tied 1-1. These teams only play each other three times this year. So I think this is going to be a competitive game that comes down to the end. Uh, I do like LA in this one because in in the game that the Thunder beat the Clippers, it was in LA. The Clippers were on a back-to-back with travel after losing in Dallas the night before. Kawhi Leonard didn't play in that game. It was their third game in four nights, and Clippers defense struggled. Like, it showed that they were very tired. OKC shot over 58% from the field, over 40%, from deep. Uh, LA also turned the ball over 15 times, led to a ton of easy baskets for the Thunder. So I think there's a lot of things that happened in that game that made OKC's that win look extremely good. I just, I'm not sure that's going to translate to this matchup, especially when you would imagine 
Both teams are coming in fully rested. I know we did just talk about James Harden likely not being fully rested, but that's for a different reason other than playing a back-to-back. In terms of net rating, like these teams are basically identical. Thunder uh, 2.7, Clippers 2.6 in net rating. Uh, So I think this is one that's going to come down to the wire. And if that's the case, I want to have some points in my pocket at the end. So I would take the two and a half with the road team here. Do you think the points matter here? I always have this discussion because when I feel like it's under a possession, normally I'll just go for the money line, especially in the NBA where points aren't at a premium. Like the total is 235 and a half here, uh, as opposed to maybe in college basketball where we have totals in like the 130s. Would you take them on the money line or are you just – holding on to that two and a half, you know, point spread a little bit. That's a good question. There are some times where I would just take them on the money line. I always think, and this is me being more of like a casual better than a professional better that's putting thousands on each game. If I'm getting plus 110 to minus 115 for 20 bucks on a game, I mean, what is that? Maybe a couple dollars. I would prefer to win my bet and pocket that money versus like, potentially lose it for what three a three dollar difference something like that like if you're betting thousands on these games that's going to be quite the difference minus 115 to plus 110 so in that case like yes there is a big enough so i always tend just to take the the points just to play it safe have a little bit of a buffer but i certainly couldn't talk anyone off of playing the money line in this one because i do think the clippers um are a team that can go into OKC and win. Plus the Thunder have a couple different pieces that they're incorporating into the lineup. Like this is the first time Gordon Hayward is going to be available mm-hmm. for OKC since being traded <clears throat> and now being healthy. So maybe that takes a little bit of time. Um, so yeah, whatever way you want to play the Clippers tonight, I think they're the right side. Yeah. Either way, I do want to watch this game uh, if I can. Yeah. Oh, 8 p.m. God. Yeah. Some of these tip-offs, a little too late. But I think that's probably the game of the night as far as you know, from a purely watching perspective, that are the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, let's look at some of these other games. We'll go to your Bulls. Uh, you're in Chicago. Bulls hosting the Celtics tonight. Boston laying seven and a half. We know Boston has been the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference. The best points differential, I believe, in all of basketball. They have a six-game lead over the Cavs. Um, but we've got a seven and a half point spread here. Do you think the Bulls can put up a fight? I do. Uh, I don't think they have a shot at winning this game, but the Bulls have been feisty and they've been good at covering numbers. Um, they, I mean, the Bulls will get down by 20, they'll get up by 20, and somehow it'll all kind of even itself out in the end. So even if the Bulls look like they're completely out of a game, a lot of times their effort will still be there and they'll make a run and uh, at least, you know, to cover eight and a half, I think that's certainly doable. Um, I also think you could look towards the under in this one because Boston's defense is so good and Chicago is, is solid on that end of the floor. And again, they're feisty. They're going to play hard. Um, the bulls aren't anything great this year, but at least for the most part, you're getting some effort from them night in and night out. And I believe Boston lost in Chicago last year. They've struggled the last couple seasons in Chicago and they're terrible at covering numbers. They are just mm-hmm. three, uh, three, four, five, and one um, against the spread over their last 10 games on the road, 10, 13, and three overall on the road um, in terms of ATS. So Celtics, not great. I would have to look at the Bulls tonight. Yeah, it does feel like a sleepy spot for the Celtics. This is not like a meaningful game. It's the game back from the all-star break. Right. 
I don't think it would ever be Celtics for me. Like maybe you could talk me off playing the Bulls. And here's one thing that you probably should know. Uh, the line has gone steadily up in this one. So we are seeing some money come in on Boston. This line uh, started, I believe, at seven and has since gone all the way up to eight and a half. So maybe if you wait, you can get even more points if you're playing the Bulls uh, in that matchup. And then I saw the Lakers and the Warriors on the schedule. And I said, ooh, the last time these two squared off, uh, we had some major fireworks between Steph Curry and LeBron James. And then I saw the injury report and I was like, oh, well, guess we won't be saying that again because guess who's on the injury report? LeBron James. He is out for this game with an ankle injury. So we will not be seeing this. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, he's always on the injury report. It says he's probable. Uh, so maybe he plays. Uh, as far as Golden State goes, this feels like a team that definitely went into the break with some momentum. If you look at them, they had won uh, six of their last seven games, covering the number in six of those last seven. Only loss coming in a five-point loss to a very good Clippers team. So uh, when you're looking at the point spread here, Golden State laying six and a total of 243. Kate, would you be on Golden State? I don't, I wish I had gotten it at four and a half before LeBron was out. Um, but I, yes, I would still lay the points with the Warriors. Both of these teams went in the break with a ton of momentum. They had won uh, mm -hmm. five of their last six games each, I believe. Um, but I just trust the Warriors more to continue that momentum. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga has been playing fantastic since Draymond Green was back from his second suspension of the season. Uh, the Warriors have been nine and five straight up. Their defense has improved from 24th to seventh offense went from 13th to one. So, with green on the floor now consistently we're starting to see an uptick in what this team uh can be and and their potential kind of living up to that potential offense they've been great um clay i mean you kind of have to worry about him every night but if he's okay accepting a lesser role or a role off the bench i mean he just poured in a ton uh in his first game coming off the bench in that final game before the all-star break so I think I would have to take the Warriors in this one. No LeBron worries me for the Lakers. Anthony Davis can do quite a bit, but I'm not sure he can, he can do it all himself, especially if the, the Warriors are knocking down a ton from deep in this one. Yeah, I think I'd lean towards Golden State. I will say both these teams just straight up need some wins. Looking at Golden yeah. State sitting at 27 and 26, the Lakers 31 and 26. So mm -hmm. it's not like a game in February is super meaningful, but just know that the urgency is certainly there for Golden State that feels like they're taking like their last gasp before maybe the dynasty is coming to an end. Like, remember, they tried to trade for LeBron. What are we doing? He's not going anywhere. Fun. No. Yeah. So it does feel like Golden State has some urgency that they are now playing with. Will they cover the five and a half or six? I don't know. But I do think they win this game. Uh, probably would lay the points as well. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.